0: Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 15th, 2009, and we're going to be continuing with this study regarding the end time current events uh, on the theme of the whole, we've kind of shifted gears a little bit more into the, um, we just talked about the apostate church bells ringing out to warm on climate change, ringing your Whatever you want. And you can use trash can lids, too. Nonanda brought that up. I thought that was a good idea. If you want to hit, you know, get your trash can lids out and do that 350 times to represent the safe upper limit for CO2 parts per million in the atmosphere. Uh, it's, it's optional. You know, it's optional. But anyway, the next article is uh, religious leaders. They met for discussions at the Palace of Peace and Accord. Now, I had never... I don't know if any of you are aware of this uh, of Astana in Kazakhstan, this city that they've built, really kind of in the middle of nowhere, this has got to be the most occult city, uh, probably other than maybe Las Vegas. But overall, as a city where the occult and this Gnostic religion, this Babylonian mystery religions like the essence of the Freemasons, sun-god worship. This place has got to be almost like ground zero for that. If you go up to this link that I provide here, it takes you and these pictures are real high definition pictures. You will not believe the occult uh symbology that is built into this literally the whole city. I I just I couldn't even believe these pictures when I was looking at them. Uh, this starts out by saying, this is from the Independent, this is from July uh, 6th, 2009. Astana, Kazakhstan, was the unlikely host of um, a conference uniting the world's faiths, playing host to what was quite possibly the largest gathering of the world's religious leaders in recent times. So this is one of the largest gatherings of the world's religious leaders. That's I think that's noteworthy. A list of those seated in front of this giant round table at a grandly titled Peace and Palace Accord reads like a who's who of world religions. Robe Buddhist monks chatted to bearded imams, those are the Muslims, uh, who exchanged pleasantries with rabbis and priests. Top delegates to the 3rd Congress for the Leaders of World and Traditional Religions included the Israeli President Shimon Peres, two chief rabbis, and the leader of a highly influential Al-Azhar University in Cairo, generally regarded as the world's most authoritative Islamic institution. Now, as I've said before, I think Maitreya has the best shot at uniting particularly... The Muslims and the Jews, because he's going to come as both things, to both, he's going to come to the, Maju, the Jews as their Messiah. And this is according to him. This is according off to his Share International United Nations based website. And he's coming to um, the Muslims as the Imam Mahdi, which is their coming supposed savior. So, uh, but they're already starting to get together. For uh, talks here now, Astana is the first capital be- being built in the 21st century, and it perfectly represents where the world is headed. Backed by billions of petrodollars, the city is being built from scratch in a remote and deserted area in the Asian steppes. The result is astonishing: a futuristic, occult capital, embracing the new world order while celebrating the most ancient religion known to man. Sun worship, or really, I would refer to it as Babylonian mystery religions that was started by Nimrod and Semiramis. And you have the whole Tammuz thing, you know, Tammuz being the sun god. And and again, obviously there's different names for different deities throughout the ages, but essentially a lot of them are the same deities, they just change the name for a different culture, a different time period. The city is still a huge construction site, but the buildings that are already completed already sum up the occult vision. Uh, they, they give you a picture, uh, uh, it's called the Pyramid of Peace, and it's this uh, big, gigantic pyramid, like a glass pyramid, and it's really impressive looking, I mean, if you see this thing from the outside. Okay, so I was just showing Nonetta that the buildings, uh, you really need to click on this link. At the end of this article, you will not believe the the pictures of this place. I mean, it's so pristine looking, and the buildings are so elaborate. I mean, billions and billions of dollars had to be. Everything about it is just unreal. It reminds me a lot of like that Venus Project with um, you know the Zeitgeist and the Venus Project, where they're wanting to build this one world utopia and have these cities that are like these occult um paradise plate at least for them they'll be and it's very um, you know very draconian when you look at it uh, very occultic hidden symbology everywhere and it's just pure evil is what we're dealing with here now this evidently the uh, building this pyramid of peace is conceived by Britain's most prolific architect, architect Lord Norman Ford. Forster, this giant pyramid is an odd presence in the middle of the Asian steppes. The building is dedicated to the renunciation of violence and to bring together the world's religions. Again, what is that? Well, it's the coming one world religion. That's why the pyramid is there. This is why all these different various and sundry religious leaders are meeting there. And it's kind of appropriate because, see, the Lord, what was going on in Nimrod's day when we have the Babylonian, uh, time they were trying to build the Tower of Babel, and the Lord came down and it said he he saw what they were doing, and he confounded their languages. And this is why we have all these different languages from around the world and all these different dialects because the Lord Jesus Christ essentially did it. This way they, what they did, I believe, at that point is they took a little piece of their own occult knowledge from Babylon and they went to their respective corner of the earth. And they started their own religions, their own false religions. And each one of them had their own little piece of the occult. Mystery religion that they retained. They didn't have the whole puzzle, though. This was part of God confounding the languages. This way, they couldn't come together. There were language barriers, and then after a while, there became, I'm sure, uh, political and uh, race barriers, and a lot of different other things that happened. And it was by the Lord's design; He confounded their languages on purpose. But see, now what we've got, we've got all that rehappening again. I've heard that the pyramid is—is is, uh, some people say it is symbolic of the Tower of Babel. Um, and we're going to be talking more about the pyramid next, but what we're having is, in today's day and age, is the exact same thing that happened in Nimrod's day, in Babylon. We're coming back, and the Bible talks about a lot about Mystery Babylon in Revelation, okay? So we're coming back to that time when all of these different various and sundry religious systems are going to come back, and they're all going to get on the same page. Buddhism, Hinduism, Zoroastrianism, I mean, you could go down, uh, you know, Catholicism, and all of the most powerful tenets of witchcraft that is being practiced at the highest levels of those religions, they're all going to come together and they're all going to get on the same page. And the witchcraft is going to be much more powerful because they're going to bring their respective bits and pieces of occult Gnostic wisdom to the table. It will be combined, and I've said this before, and I think the Bible is very clear, that the essence of the coming one world, new world order religious system, is going to be witchcraft. Theosophy, as we talked about before with Madame Blavatsky. And Theosophy was, a, what they did is, they were essentially channeling fallen angels. They called themselves ascended masters. Maitreya, who they say is the head of the hierarchy. That will come and bring it. Get everybody on the same page. He is going to usher in. Not not to say that we're not already uh, steeped in witchcraft everywhere you turn, particularly on TV. If it, I mean, it's just witchcraft. It's being we're being primed with the video games, with the Harry Potter books, with the sci-fi movies and shows, with TV in general, with so much we are being put in a situation where we're being pushed in the direction and primed to go into a society where witchcraft will be the coming essence of the one world religion. And um, the Bible says that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13. So we know that these evil men and seducers are going to wax, which means grow worse and worse. And they're going to deceive and they themselves are going to be deceived. So this is... um, This city that we're talking about is really evidence of that. So, Norman Foster has said, this is the guy that built the pyramid, he said that the building has no recognizable religious symbols to permit the harmonious reunification of these religious systems. In reality, the pyramid is a temple for the occultist's true religion, sun worship. A journey inside the building is truly a symbolic one. It represents each, each human paths to, to illumination. Okay, and illumination, uh, as I was studying for the interview that I did recently with Keith Thompson on Maitreya, and um, I think he's gonna have this, uh, he possibly might have this up on the internet and or in DVD format. Uh, but anyway, when I was studying for that, the one thing that I kept reading over and over and over again was the was about the luciferic initiation, which will be the thing that will all have to, those that are- those that will end up ultimately taking the mark of the beast, those that will end up entering into the age of Aquarius, out of the age of Pisces, into the age of Aquarius that they say Maitreya will usher in, that they will have to go through this luciferic initiation, and that Lucifer, will be the one that gives you the light, the illumination to understand uh, the concept of the coming one world leader and one world religious leader, who they say is Maitreya. They call him the Christ. But Lucifer will be the one that gives you that illumination and, and you see the Illuminati. It's this hidden occult knowledge that is imparted through Lucifer. Lucifer's name means the light-bearer, light-bringer. Okay? So, again, what we're talking about here in the essence of theosophy and the new world order and the coming one world religion will be luciferianism. So, this um, this is a quote from Manly P. Hall, one of the highest-ranking Freemasons and prolific writers of the last 100 years. He says, "The initiates accept accepted the pyramid form as the ideal form of both the secret doctrine and those institutions established for all of its dissemination. So, the pyramid is extremely important in occult theology. Extremely. And all you have to do is look on the back of the one dollar bill and see, you know, the all-knowing eye of, of Horus, okay? Uh, the Or Lucifer, on the back of the one dollar bill, on, on the on top of a pyramid with 13 different levels, 13 being the number of rebellion, and the number at the base is 1776, the Roman numerals. That was the year the Illuminati got started. Well, it's the year the Declaration of Independence was signed. No, you're wrong. No, actually, the reason that's there, because this is an absolute total, the two seals on the back of the $1 bill are totally a cult. But when you add up those Roman numerals, it comes to the year 1776. On May 1st, which is... Beltane, which is one of the highest satanic holidays there is, and if you're in the, uh, um, if you're in a higher level of uh, Satanism or witchcraft, it requires human sacrifice on Beltane. And I'm telling you, this is how the elites practice their religion. And I know a lot of Christians go to church on Sundays. Well, this is how they, the Luciferians and the Satanists, uh, practice their religion at the highest levels. They require human sacrifice. Not at every. Single called holiday, but but um, many they do. This is Beltane, and on Beltane was when the Illuminati was first formed by Adam Weisfeld, and um, it was formed actually before the Declaration of Independence was signed. So anyway, that that's there's thirteen. Levels of the pyramid, you got the all-knowing eye of Lucifer on the capstone. It's, it's unfinished because the, loose, the New World Order has not been finished yet. We're going to talk about that soon. And then you have the words, anut coieptis novus order Sequorum, which essentially means, and I've looked these individual words up, okay, in, um, to actually define their terms. And from what I read, as far as the definition that I read, it means announcing the birth, coeptus like conception, okay. Announcing the birth, Novus solis sequorum of the new world order or the new world, um, the new order of the ages. Announcing the birth of the new world order. Okay, when was the birth? Seventeen seventy six, when the Illuminati was formed. Okay, does that mean that was the start of it? Every- no, you could go all the way back to Nimrod. Essentially, the Babylonian mystery religions, which is what the Freemasons really are. It's just a repackaged form of the Babylonian mystery religions. And I read a lot researching this thing with Benjamin Krem and Maitreya and and how important the Freemasons have been to advancing their agenda. And that the Freemasons will essentially, that's going to be the essence of the coming Uh, part of the essence of the coming New World Order as well. It's all going to tie together. It's really all one and the same, a lot of what we're talking about. So today's elite initiated to the occult are the heirs of this ancient wisdom and use the pyramid as a symbol of power in the modern world. The illuminated floating missing capstone represents the unfinished nature of the New World Order. It is said that the capstone of the Great Pyramid will be reinstated when the old age-old project will become reality. In the Opera House, now we're going back to the pyramid at Astana, Kazakhstan, the Opera House on the lower level, they show this picture, and it has a huge image of the sun, occupies almost all of the ceiling when you're in the Opera House, okay? In the Opera House on that level, it's, it's kind of dark. It's, it's, it's a lot darker. And then if you move up a level, right directly above it, then you have the, um, uh, the central space the center space of the pyramid, and it acts as a meeting room for conferences reuniting the r- religious leaders of the world. That's why it's there. Okay, So they're, t- they're having this meeting inside this extremely occult structure, and notice, you go from the lower level in the basement of the opera house, then you go up to the mid-level of the pyramid, and it becomes much more lighted and more illuminated. Okay, that's all by design. This is all symbology because the very top of the pyramid essentially lets all the light come in. Uh, It acts as a meeting room for conferences reuniting the religious leaders of the world. Uh, Take a minute and soak up the symbolism here. You have religious leaders from around the world sitting around a huge figure of the sun discussing how to reconcile their differences for the coming new age the symbolism is blatant all these theologies are simply an outgrowth of the original object of worship the sun not the sun of god this is why i tell um, people when you celebrate xmas okay what are you celebrating what was that holiday originally called saturnalia okay like saturn which is symbolic of satan which is the sixth planet from the sun it has six letters in saturn okay and just like Venus is actually associated with Lucifer, okay. Saturn, which I understand, pretty much one and the same, but okay. Saturn is associated with that, and Saturnalia, which was the original holiday the Romans celebrated, that was converted and amalgamated uh, to Christianity, uh, starting around three eighteen, you know, AD through Constantine. I mean, I'm not saying it's it, that they. They converted the holiday right then. It was after that. But I've done a whole study on this. On, on I call it Xmas. I don't like to have Christ in there at all. Their Christ, what Saturnalia celebrates, is the birth of the sun god, Tammuz, who was essentially the byproduct of Nimrod and Semiramis going all the way back to the Tower of Babylon. Okay, so this is what you're celebrating when you celebrate Xmas. The birthday of not the son of God. See, remember, they've, they've converted it. They've put a Christian veneer and supposed meaning on an occult pagan holiday. When Constantine was, was trying to appease both, I would say, pseudo-Christians and pagans, he had to find some way of reconciling the occult holidays the pagans were used to celebrating. And this is what they did for December 21st, or the Yule season. Okay, and, and again, I've done a whole study on that, just key in either Xmas or whatever in the keyword search box on my homepage. i probably put Christmas in there. You can key that in, and you can hear the whole teaching. I've got a lot of people email me this last week, some of them trying to defend Xmas. I do, please, I don't even... To me, it's unbelievable that somebody would go out of their way to defend this blatantly occult, satanic holiday the witches and warlocks and occultists and new agers laugh at you they laugh at you and they and i have a one a quote in a, in uh from a book though that a witch wrote right at the very first part of the word document that essentially is like you know they think it's so hilarious because we celebrate their repackaged with a with we celebrate with a christian veneer pseudo-Christian veneer, but they think it's hilarious that we celebrate, us Christians celebrate their holidays that they've owned for so long. They were never ours to begin with. The reason they call them holidays is because to an occultist, they're they're a holy day to the occultist. Xmas never had anything to do with the birth of Christ. He couldn't have been born that day anyway. And a lot of people say, well, he's the reason for the season. No, he's not. Tammuz is the reason for the season. Tammuz, the sun god. Not the son of God. But do you see how they've tried to flip it? Okay, you see how they've tried to attach the same veneer? Oh, he's the son God. Well, Tammuz is. But then they've tried to insert Jesus Christ, the son of God, into that same... Doesn't work. We're not supposed to esteem one more day highly than the next. There's no, there's no biblical precedence for having um, this in the Bible. Okay, not not in New Testament times at all. And again, I get into that in the study. I don't want to argue with anybody about that. Um, I, I think the world's imploding. Okay, around us, essentially, what we're talking about today. To me, to go out of your way to defend that, to defend Xmas, particularly in the day and times we're living in, when the world's imploding, is it's just I can't com- I can't comprehend it. I really can't. Okay, so anyway. Um, they show this this picture of the uh, the seal, and uh, let's see here. So if we go further, the symbolism is blatant. Um, all the theologies are simply an outgrowth of the original object of worship, the sun. The apex is totally the apex of this pyramid is totally windowed and bathed in sunlight. Images of white doves are embedded in the windows. See, God's always Satan's always trying to plagiarize things. He's the, he's the master counterfeiter. okay. So he's trying to symbolize the dove, which is like the symbol of peace and the Holy Spirit. And he's putting that all... Because that's what they're trying to do, is bring about world peace. The Antichrist is going to come as a man of peace. It's going to be a false peace, but this is how he's going to come, in that very way. So it lines up with that. When the Antichrist comes, he's going to come as a very, most likely, a very, very meek, humble, undemanding at the first person that seems like he just has our best interests at heart. And, of course, if you were Satan, you're going to come as the most subtle beast of the field, just like he did with Eve in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3. But he was more subtle than any beast of the field. This is how the Antichrist is going to come. He's going to come the same way he did to Eve. So, let's go further. Uh, the, these white doves are embedded in the windows, representing Peace, which will result in the unification of the world governments and religions in the new world order. See, this is about uniting everybody. Government, political, monetary, everything on the same page. The apex is the ultimate representation of the achievement of illumination on an individual and on a worldly level. Now, I had a lot of people email me this article this week. On the Vatican prepares for extraterrestrial disclosure. Uh, Let's go, let's see here. The Vatican. This is from Michael Salia, PhD, and this is from uh, November twelfth, Exopolitics Examiner. The Vatican has just completed a five-day conference. Now, this is from an organization who is solely devoted to bringing about what they call disclosure. Okay, they're solely devoted to that. This Exopolitics. I'm on their email list. I'm I'm wanting to keep an eye on what these devils are trying to do, and. Basically, most people that are involved in the UFO movement are absolutely 100% consumed with bringing about disclosure because they believe our space brother alien buddies and ascended masters are going to bring us, are going to be able to get us all on the same page. They're not going to be wicked like our leaders that we have in office globally, worldwide. They're going to have our best, best interests at heart, and they're going to be able to bring about world peace and... The biggest thing is they're going to be able to give us technology to, to solve all of our ills and problems, all of our medical problems, all of our problems like they're probably going to offer us free energy devices that uh, could be very similar to what I had said earlier with the mag, with the, the magnetic generator something like that. It's simple. This is not our technology to bring about. but remember they're fallen angels. They, these are smart dudes. Okay, They know a lot of stuff we don't know. When they've tried to reverse engineer uh, UFOs that have crashed, our government, I mean, <laughs> for, from what I've read and been able to ascertain, um, a lot of times it's almost an impossibility, because they have technology far beyond what we have. Well, they were in heaven at one time. Okay, They didn't just lose all of their knowledge and all of their... Um, smarts because they fell. So you have to bear that in mind. Let's go further. Uh, so the Vatican has just completed a five-day conference on astrobiology where scientists convened to discuss the detection and implications of extra- extraterrestrial life. A major driving force behind the conference was Director of Vatican Observatory, Jesuit Priest Gabriel Funes. In uh, May of 2008, Foons gave an interview saying that the existence of intelligent extraterrestrials posed no problems to Catholic theology. Wow. Well, it doesn't, because they make it up as they go. They don't go by the Bible. They've got a corrupted version anyway, American Standard Bible, which was spawned from the corrupt uh, revised version of 1881 that two occultists put out there, Westcott and Hort, that ultimately spawned itself from Alexandria, Egypt. We're going to talk about that later. But they don't go by it anyway. Because the Pope, they believe, is the vicar of Christ. Meaning the, the word vicar means substitute. He's the substitute for Jesus Christ on this earth. So, whatever he says goes beyond the Bible. Okay, even though he's most one of the wicked devils that ever lived. You know, all of them. Blanket statement, I make that. Essentially for all the Popes. And... Um, so, and I've done... I can't tell you how many teachings I've done on Catholicism, so if you want to know more about that, key in Catholicism in the search box on my homepage, and they're just going to be part of the problem. And this is evidence that they're going to be, literally, I think they're going to be at the spear tip of the Christian religions when this comes about. The Catholic religion is going to be at the spear tip bringing that will embrace and bring about disclosure. They're already posturing themselves. I don't see the Baptists doing this. I don't see the Methodists doing this. I don't see what you would call the Protestants doing this. I see the Catholics doing a lot of this. And I've done three studies on this about the Vatican is, is um, going, it has to do with the Vatican bringing about disclosure. And you can key in the word Vatican or Catholic in the keyword search box on my homepage on Sermon Audio, and you can find that. You can even key in part of the word, and it'll search all my teachings for that. So, uh, he says that these intelligent extraterrestrials pose no problems to Catholic theology. Together with Foon's, The 2008 interview and the subsequent public comments by him, the conference demonstrates a welcome openness by the Vatican on the possibility and implications of extraterrestrial life. They're wanting this. It appears as though they're wanting this. I mean, if it was such a threat, why are they wanting open dialogue about this? And they're talking about it. The Vatican's openness to the discussion of extraterrestrial life is no accident. It is part of an openness policy secretly adopted by the United Nations. Here we go again with the United Nations in February of 2008. In fact, the Vatican is playing a leading role in preparing the world for extraterrestrial disclosure. The Vatican, through Funes, is supporting the idea that the incarnation of Christ is a unique event in Earth's history tied to only humanity's fall and original sin. Okay, well, I... I don't have a problem with that. But then it says, the idea was a major focus in father... I don't call any man father. The Bible says call no man father, but your father in heaven. It's a totally unbiblical title for any priest to call himself father. Okay, so, just so you know, that's in the the New Testament. Uh, May 2008 interview, which was titled, The Extraterrestrial is My Brother. That's what Thunes says. Now, he's a representative of the Catholic Church. And they're not rebuking him for putting this out. They want him to do this. Foon said that intelligent extraterrestrial life may not have experienced a fall and may be free from original sin, remaining in full friendship with their creator, whoever that may be. It's, it doesn't have to be our God, evidently. Or maybe it is our God, but see, they haven't experienced original sin. Well, you know what? Sure, they sure did experience it when they fell from heaven they went into pure rebellion from God okay and from that point forward there was no redemption for them like we have the opportunity to be saved they don't have that opportunity they left their first estate their their habitation they left their first estate the book of jude talks about that in the bible and they are appointed to the lake of fire eventually Okay not right this second, but they are all eventually going to end up in the lake of fire, so um, for the Catholic Church to say this just shows to, goes to show you they 're nothing more than just part of the problem regarding this, so he goes on to say, this makes it possible to regard them as our brothers, our space brothers, you know, as Foons explains, just as there is a multiplicity of creatures on this earth, there can be other beings, even intelligent, created by God. Why can't we speak of a brother extraterrestrial? It would still be part of creation. So this is their justification. And when these things end up showing up, and I believe Maitreya will be the beginning of this, he's going to be the one that brings about the dialogue, he's going to be the the ambassador, he's going to be the liaison, the go-between between between us and these supposed aliens and these other ascended masters that he's talked about. And he's going to appear as a human, and he's going to appear to have... All line power, power, line signs and wonders as the Bible talks about miracles. That's how he's going to deceive the whole world. And they're going to have all these goodies to give us. Big, big goodie baskets. You know, with the tech, free technology and we'll heal your cancer and we'll do this and we'll do that. And we'll get rid of your wicked government and, and we're going to do this for you. Oh, it's going to come with a whole lot of strings attached though. Maybe not right off the bat, but I guarantee it's going to come with a whole lot of strings because that's how Satan is. Um... This is what we're looking at. And um, let's go to the next article. And this is entitled, Concerning, S C E R N, C-E-R-N, like CERN, the, Hall- the uh, Particle Collider, Concerning Full Disclosure and Maitreya. This is from Lookup Fellowship. Man, he puts out some good articles. Whew. I tell you, this, this guy really ties it all together. Really good. Um, and... Really, when I read these articles, it really ties together everything I've talked about for the last three years up on Sermon Audio together uh, amazingly. And i uh, really done his homework here. This is posted by J Red Sergio Bertoli, who is the Director for Research at the Scientific Computing at CERN and the Large Hadron Collider, LHC, uh, briefed reporters, including the register at the CERN headquarters this week, he states that the Titanic machine may possibly be used to create or discover previously unimagined scientific phenomenon, or unknown unknowns. For instance, an extra dimension. Out of this door, and this is a quote from him, out of this door might come something, or we might send something through it. Now, if you have watched any of these shows, and I don't recommend you do it, but shows like all these shows they have on Stargates now, One of the common themes they have in those Stargate shows is these extra parallel dimensions that parallel ours. And supposedly there's an infinite amount of dimensions where people are in other dimensions just a little bit different than us. Sometimes they're like an evil version of us, sometimes they're not. And they've they've even had that theme on Star Trek before, I think. And in these extra dimensions, there's ways we can open up doorways to those, potentially, through Stargates and through something like this CERN, Particle Collider. Uh, what does that do? If, if you think about that, that means, if that were the case, that means that, well, does that mean that Jesus went to all these other millions of dimensions and died for, for them equally as well, and they just have a little different redemption plan? What it does is it cheapens, and it dilutes, it tries to cheapen and dilute and throw and cash doubt on the Bible and the Word of God. And the goal for all of this stuff that we're talking about really today, is to denigrate the word of God, to cheapen it, to try to cast doubt on it. And this is what we're dealing with here, when, when we think of these extra dimensions and these these extra things that supposedly the Bible couldn't um, maybe explain, but the Bible can explain. See, the fallen angels and demons are literally in, They not to say they cannot be in our dimension, but that doesn't mean we can see them with our eyes as well. Um... They can come from their dimension into ours and go back and forth. We can't do that. We're of, you know, flesh and bone and blood and, and, and we can't just pass from one dimension into another. The only time that could happen is if the Lord permitted that to happen. And He has done that in rare instances in the Bible. Occultists seek to have their third eye open so that they can see this extra dimension. Okay, this is one of the goals that they they try to do with having their quote third eye open uh, where they can do this and um, but it 's not something we should try to do that 's for sure so going further, it says pressed on the matter of of the doors through which something might come, as hinted by Bertoli, Dr. Mike Lamont rather explicitly stated. Well, he's a theorist. He tried to downplay it, in other words. Because, you know, that would be like pretty concerning if you were a reporter and you're interviewing this guy. He's like, oh yeah, something might come through this dimension. We're going to get to that in a second. And he then he recommended reading the book Warped Passages by physicist Lisa Randall. The book explores ways in which extra-dimensional dimension, extra space and entities might interact with our own. Now, Look at what the most high-level occultists of the last hundred years have been obsessed with. Many, many, many witchcraft rituals, what they are trying to do is invoke fallen angels or demons into our plane of existence to do the occultists bidding many of the times. Okay? Aleister Crowley, the most wicked man that, that... he reputed himself as the most wicked man, you know, that ever lived. Uh, self-stylized himself as the beast. Tried to portray himself with six 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 on his forehead. Uh, bragged about, you know, molesting little boys and in in, in in sex rituals, and then just then uh, killing them in ritual sacrifice. The the man was so debased. It's just you you can't even comprehend how debased he was. He started the Order Templi Orientis which is one of the most wicked occult groups there is on the planet. Uh, Aleister Crowley being the main one that the, that the uh, people in rock music and hip-hop, and I'm sure in many other forms of music, follow. Aleister Crowley, probably the highest level piece of witchcraft that he did in his lifetime was this thing called the Alarm working. I may be butchering the name a little bit, but essentially where he invoked through this really high-level witchcraft ceremony, he invoked this entity through one of these portals called LAM. And it looks very, very similar to the gray aliens that we have in today's day and age. Okay? And um this is what he did. This is what, you know, one of his crowning achievements. Then we have After Alistair Crowley dies, we have L. Ron Hubbard, the guy that started um, Scientology, and Ron Parsons of Jet Propulsion Laboratories, doing another working, and they were followers of Crowley, doing another working called the Babylonian working, where they were invoking the whore of Babylon to come through into our plane of existence. We have high-level occultists, and I've done this where we've talked about stargates before, going around... I know they go around America and they go around other parts of the world and they try to do these rituals in these secret, sacred, not secret, but sacred occult places where they invoke fallen angels and demons into our plane of existence. No wonder it's getting more and more wicked as the days go by. The Bible even makes reference to uh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where it says, He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then that wicked will be revealed. Wicked with a capital W. This is the Antichrist that's going to be revealed. Okay? The, in other words, the spirit which is being repressed, this Antichrist spirit which is being repressed right now, one of these days is going to be let through. This large halodron collider... This CERN Collider, Super Collider, I believe this is the sole purpose for this thing. And I believe the reason that last year when they tried to crank that thing up and all of a sudden there was all these UFO sightings around where they tried to crank it up, I mean it's like what, 18 or 25 kilometers underground in a circle? This thing is gigantic. Billions and billions of dollars. They tried to crank it up and it, it immediately went down. I mean it was, it was, it got, it broke to a certain extent. I believe the Lord is the one that did it. I think there was enough people praying, and I think we should still be praying about it again, because guess what? They're getting ready to crank this thing up again. And um, this thing, I believe its sole purpose is to let these extra-dimensional entities into our universe, into our plane of existence, giving them a right to be here and create wickedness see, they've been repressed to a certain extent. But we look at all the wickedness that's going on and we realize that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against princes, principalities, rulers of wickedness in high places. And that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down strongholds. Okay? We realize this is where the true battle is. Well, then why, why would this surprise us? Let's go further. Dr. Bertoli later got in touch to confirm that, yes, indeed, there would be an open door, but that even with the power of the Large Halodron Collider at his disposal, he would only be able to hold this door open a very tiny time lapse of 10 to 26 seconds. But during that infinitesimal amount of time, we would be able to peer into this open door, either by getting something out of it or sending something through it. Well, maybe we should send, like, one of those welcome wagon packages through it. Like, apples, maybe a fruit basket. I don't know. Maybe a Starbucks coffee, goddess coffee. You know, something like that. Gift certificate to uh, Home Depot. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, yeah, this is... Now, (laughs) what I would say is that what we're going to get... Is, uh, much more higher likelihood is something coming through it, and this is the whole reason. If you go to the the where CERN is located, um, this particle collider, out in front of the of their building is a picture of Shiva. Shiva is the god of destruction in Hinduism. Okay, the god of destruction. It's the highest deity in Hinduism, and this. The devil comes to destroy, to kill, to steal. Well, this is what, whatever's going to come through these portals, and again, the Lord Jesus Christ is in control, but if we as Christians do nothing about it and don't pray against it or even know about it, how are we to know? How are we to even know to pray against this? I believe we're supposed to come against this wickedness. We're supposed to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints and reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. That's what we're trying to do today. We're supposed to resist evil. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. We're supposed to resist this, not cower back in fear. This is the fight to which we were called to. And it's going to become more and more overtly real, more demonically overtly real, and with the day and times that we're moving into, the average pseudo-Christian in the average 501c3 church, warm in a pew, Will not engage in this battle. Well, I never knew. No, I, I, I can't do this. is way too militant for me. God is just a God of love. He would never call me to do any of this. We're supposed to be a good soldier. That's what the Bible talks refers to us as. Anyway, uh, so they're going to be able to hold this door open. They're saying ten to twenty six seconds, and they're they're expecting fully something to either you know. I don't know what they're expecting on sending through, but uh, they're fully expecting to receive something from it. So, let's put that aside for a moment and return to the idea of the so-called full disclosure that's all the rage these days. The alien UFO theme is pervasive. Never mind all the examples for us adults in the pop culture being home with the kids the past couple of days. Now, this isn't me, but he says, I saw a new Tom and Jerry feature-length film about how they were going to go to Mars and meet the aliens. And then we saw a new Scooby-Doo feature film where they battle alien invaders. And even Dora Dora the Explorer. You know, no one's super cool as Dora Laura? That one? Anyway, um, they uh, she wasn't immune to the aliens either. They landed here to do their little exploring of their own. Our space brethren! But see, when they come, what they're going to say eventually is that, you know, guys, uh, we hate to break this to you, but we actually created you. Here are our little science project. This is called the Ancient Astronaut Theory. This is what intelligent design is based on. People think, oh, no, it's not. It's based on... God. No, it's not. Intelligent design is based on the Ancient Astronaut Theory if you dig real deep into it. So please don't think that intelligent design is this big improvement over evolution because it's really not. Actually, what they're probably going to try to do is incorporate intelligent design, which is the theory that... Um, if you go to the ancient astronaut theory, and I've done a whole teaching on intelligent design, just key key that in my search box on my homepage. If you key that in, what you find out is that what what they're going to tell us and what they have been telling us through UFO contact, through abduction scenarios, through channelings, is that they came here millions and millions of years ago, these ascended masters, as gods, they seeded the planet with... Either the vestiges of what became humanity, and/or humanity—it's I, I, hard to say exactly um, what angle they're going to try to pre- present there—and that we eventually evolved from, you know, the primordial slime or whatever, whatever they seeded humanity with, two-celled amoebas, into, you know, apes, goats, chickens, and then into human. And then all the various stages of evolution there, and then ultimately we became what we are. And we've messed things up so bad, their little science project, that now they've got to come back and police everything. But see, they're not going to come out with this right off the bat in your face, like Maitreya made an announcement. I think they're going to take time to present this that way it seems like wow they really are the gods of old they really are worthy of our adoration and worship and if God if the God of the Bible were real why didn't he show up and stop them because this is part of the strong delusion in fact this is probably going to be the very quintessential essence of the strong delusion that's coming and the Bible says God will send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. God's permitting this to happen. It's exactly as the Bible predicted. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The biggest thing going on in Noah's day, as far as I can read from Genesis 6, was that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they came down, took them wives of all that they chose, and in those days were giants. These Nephilim hybrid creatures. These... Fallen angels are coming back. They're already here to a certain extent. But I think with this technology and with man, uh, the various witchcraft that they're getting into and the fact that God's restrictive hand is actually being most likely removed, he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way and then that wicked will be revealed. We're right on the, we could literally be right on the cusp right now of the revealing of the Antichrist. And I'm gonna prove that with the remainder of this, uh, part of this teaching that we're going to be getting into. This is, it's overwhelming for me to look at this information and to realize how close we could really be. I, I would just, this teaching blew me away when, when, when I read this, okay? I, mean, I should say blew me away, that's not a really good analogy, but I mean, it was just, I can't even believe it. Even though I've been reporting on this for three years, it's totally overwhelming for me to realize that we're so close. Most likely to this really going down, and how ill-equipped the the pseudo church worldwide most likely is to deal, particularly in America, to deal with this. How ill-prepared. How the pastors have not sounded the alarm. How the watchman has not sounded. Not not everybody. Okay, I'm talking about mainstream. You know, in it for the money, hireling. 501c3 corporate religion you're not going to hear about this stuff and yet it all keeps building to this and yet they still won't talk about it so let's go further. Um, please read this quick primer, and then he's got a link here you can click into. Please read the quick primer on the subject, especially in the light of the news that the Vatican has just announced the results from a symposium they held to discuss the possibility of extraterrestrial life. And I believe that's what we had just yeah we just talked about that. Okay, so um, I wanted to kind of that that was a good uh, segue. So oh yeah, not out to be not to be outdone by religion, science chimed in. As NASA now announced today, that the recent moon mission confirmed the presence of large amounts of water on the moon. Big deal. Who cares? Who care? The moon isn't meant for us to, for us as humanity to inhabit it. Not hospitable for for us to be up there. Okay, we're supposed to subdue the earth, not the moon. Okay, leave the moon alone. Oh no, we've got to spend all these billions of dollars to research it, and there's there's got to be water up there. Why? Well, then that way, if we have a lunar space station, we'll have a good source of water. The world's imploding right now, and they're worrying about water on the moon? It's, it's, it's garbage. Okay? I mean, God put the water there. If they're telling the truth, which, you know, that's debatable. Even Google marked this historical event by changing their logo today. So now, re- now he says, go finish reviewing your article re- sub- uh, regarding the subject of V. Now, I just watched last night. The last V episode that came on this week, and, um, up on the internet. And I tell you, I got chills when I was watching that thing. I could not believe how confirmatory that series is to everything that we're talking about here. The whole thing with the good cop, bad cop, alien thing. There's good aliens and there's bad aliens. And the aliens, when they do come and make their appearance, are going to become coming as these beautiful, Humans, that human-looking people, they they're represented in, in this particular thing as Anna. Anna's their leader. Okay. And all it is is nothing more than a reptilian, which, if you think about it, what was the serpent? He was a reptilian. I mean, isn't that what how he appeared to Eve? She's nothing more than a reptilian in, in a human form, which is a we're very, very similar to what we hear about UFO reports of these things called the Nordics, because there's different kinds of supposed aliens. There's reptilians, which are always malevolent. There's gray aliens, which are typically always malevolent. And then we have the Nordics, which are supposedly the usually the good guy aliens. Okay, and that's how they're portraying themselves on this V show, and they're going through all this trouble with V to bump it up to make sure that that. Um, it was supposed to uh, debut next year. We're going to talk about that. I don't want to say anything more about that, right? Because we're going to talk about that in a second. But um, let's go further. So, how might the so-called full disclosure, aka which he calls the Great Deception, I believe of Second Thessalonians chapter two, how might that be connected to the CERN Large Halogen Collider? Well, remember we just mentioned how scientists there expect to open doorways. Might they open a doorway to the spiritual realm allowing these fallen angels slash demons to fully manifest themselves in plain sight fallen angels and demons to fully manifest themselves in plain sight to the eyes of the world? That's the obvious assumption. Plus, just consider the following has been in the news for the past few weeks. Now, there's been I didn't know about this other one but it's the strange did you see the video where they got of all these people videoing this really weird strange cloud over Moscow? Okay? Okay? And then another one of these strange clouds was over Romania. Now, this isn't something that I'm making up. This is, you know, people filming this and putting it up on YouTube. Okay, so I should just showed uh, Mineta and Taylor these bizarre, circular... It would look like the bottom kind of of a, of a UFO in like a cloud form. Now, I understand there's people up there debunking it saying, oh no, it's this and that. Listen, bottom line is I've never seen anything like that in my life up in the sky. Okay, it's it's an absolute really, really weird anomaly. Now, with Project um, Blue Beam and Harp, they can probably create these things. I believe they're getting us prepped and ready, Okay, for full disclosure. And bear those those cloud ships in mind. And I give you the links. You can click on them and watch the footage yourself. Not making this stuff up. These are people that are in their cars filming this thing. And you can hear them talking in another language. I can't. Uh, here, I, obviously, I can't understand what they're talking about, uh, but uh, if we go further, it says, okay, so there are these real-world anomalies that invoke the thoughts of full disclosure. When we realize they're eerily similar to the Hollywood images of motherships arriving in the clouds over major cities across the globe. Huh, you mean like V, the one that just premiered? You mean like um, District 9? They're getting us ready and used to the concept of having these gigantic spaceships over large metropolitan cities. Isn't that, you know, Independence Day? You could go on and on and on with this concept here. Um, So this is probably a good time to mention Hollywood's connection to all this. Yes, there's a pretty big one, actually. And I'm not going to mention the obvious as found in the relaunch of the TV show V, in addition to the new uh hit series hit T V series V, ABC has also been airing another popular drama called Flash Forward. Now, this is very interesting as well, how this all ties together. I oh man, I get I still get chills reading this. It's a story after about the aftermath. This is Flash Forward. This is up on um ABC right now. Or is it C B S. It's ABC. ABC seems to be ground zero for this. They really do. It's a story, this flash forward, is a story about an aftermath following a worldwide event in which every single person on the planet loses consciousness for 2 minutes 17 seconds. During that time, a uh, majority of the population has a flash forward and they get to see what their life will be like exactly 6 months from that date for like 2 minutes and 17 seconds. But get this, the initial description for the show hints that the CERN-Large uh, halogen Collider is somehow connected to this mysterious event. You know, kind of like if somehow somebody opened a doorway and you could look into it like we just talked about? Now, he didn't have this in here. I put this in here extra because I found this out when I researched Flash Forward. This is from Wikipedia. Flash Forward, the original book was a science fiction novel by Canada, Canadian author Robert J. Sawyer. It was first published in 1999. The novel was set in a fictionalized and overly futuristic year 2009. Okay, so that's the year we're in. At CERN, now this was back in 1999. I, I had no concept. CERN was probably being built, I guess back then, but at CERN, the Large Hadron Collider Accelerator is performing a run to search for the Higgs Boson. The experiment has a unique side effect. The entire human race loses consciousness for about two minutes. During that time, everyone sees themselves in the future. Each individual experiences their own future through the senses of the future self, This flash-forward results in countless deaths and accidents involving vehicles, aircraft, and any other device needing human control at the time of the experiment. That was the original book. And it involved this Hadron Collider, the CERN-Hadron Collider. And it caused everybody to black out for two minutes, in, in this particular case, two minutes 17 seconds. And we got to see into our future for six months. I mean... This is just unbelievable, how this is all tying together. It's an interesting theory, since the whole purpose of the real-world test conducted at CERN, the official uh, the official one anyway, this is the official theory, is for scientists to try to discover the so-called God particle. They quote God particle, as if they could take a piece of God and study him in a lab and understand him. The latest reports that I saw indicated that the next attempt by people with the CERN-Large Hadron Collider will be after mid-November. Where are we at right now? November 15th. They're going to try to crank this thing up very soon. This is something you should be praying about. This is why I put these studies up, not just so to be entertaining, but to so that we can pray about these things. uh, Because I believe the Lord stopped it last time. He can stop it again. You can throw, you know, a monkey wrench into, into their, uh, plans here. Uh, so they're, they're saying it's gonna be after mid-November, but it's not very specific in the actual date. Even so, why is that so potentially important? First, I should point out, there are only two more episodes of Flash Forward scheduled for this season. According to this article, those may be the last two episodes for good, despite it being a, quote, hit amongst viewers who are no doubt DVRing the program and watching it at their convenience. Anyway, um, now this is another thing that I had posted in there. I think from one of his previous articles. Anyway, you might, you might be interested to note a few other important details to recently emerge about this show that's scheduled to premiere tr- premiere on November third, two thousand nine. Now we're back to V again. Okay. Now this date, November third, where V um, was. Um, Put forth the date was actually moved way up to the original launch date, it was actually scheduled for next year. Why are they the point is, why are they struggling to make sure that they've got flash forward on? They're going to have this large halogen collider cranked up, they've got V premiering, they moved it way up, they had district 9 premiering. Does it seem like, they're really, really trying to prepare us for something, quite possibly. I'm not saying the Lord Jesus Christ is going to let it happen. I'm saying if they, Big Brother, the elitist, the Illuminati, Satan, whatever you want to call they, have their way, it just seems like they're going through a lot of trouble right now from a Hollywood standpoint to prepare us. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. ABC has decided at the last minute to make a rather unusual change. According to Entertainment Weekly, after the rumors of an overhaul, V will get a shortened rollout. The network has surprisingly decided to only air four episodes of the drama. Now, I I don't know, I haven't checked into that uh, currently, if that's going to be the case. But the four episodes, I've got the plot for all four episodes because um, one of my listeners uh, works at a TV station and she emailed me the V storylines, the V storylines for 1117 and eleven twenty four. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, and I know I read this in, the, in one of the last ones I did, but on eleven twenty four, their leader Anna summons a meeting with her advisors to task them finding a the murderer in mist. Uh, let's see here. It says they find out the V's are using the flu shot as a, somehow a way to control us. This is the storyline for 1124 coming up in about, what, nine days? Yeah, because the next V premieres this Tuesday. The Vs are using the flu shot as a way to somehow control us. They must stop a tainted shipment of shots from getting out. What have I been saying regarding these health updates? That there's the possibility that they actually have nanomedicine, injectable nanorobots, um, implantable microchips. Foreign DNA. Who knows what else in these flu shots? And they're making all of this uh, to do about everybody having to get their shots, about everybody having to get you know this and that, and all of this hype. It's unbelievable. You turn on the news every night, and, and, and it's usually the first story on the on the news. Oh, we have a shortage. They're trying to they're trying to so create this perceived perception of a shortage where you've got to get it because you know we're going to run out and you know what you know what's happening and I put out an email this week on it the women that are pregnant that are getting the shot are miscarrying like crazy there's whole forums where they go where these women go up and talk about their babies and how they got the flu shot and one or two or 3 days later they're all miscarrying not all but a lot of them why because they're they're trying to destroy the next generation Satan wants to eliminate, kill, and destroy. That's why it's happening. And yet there's a total media blackout. You have one person that has a reaction off a vitamin or has a bad experience at a chiropractic office. It's all over the news. But you've got hundreds of thousands of people that die every year from the medical profession, from properly prescribed drugs, from improperly prescribed drugs, from unnecessary surgeries, from... from, um, Surgeries that were botched from nosocomial infections that you catch in a hospital. It goes on and on and on. Hundreds of thousands every year. It actually, It actually exceeds, if you add up all the figures, it actually exceeds the total numbers of death of cancer and heart disease. I've got a whole study, a whole paper on this, called Destroyed for Lack of Knowledge, What your doctor's not telling you. I proved it. It's statistical. It's, not, it's black and white. You can't argue with it. And yet, that's never talked about. No, no, no. Well, they're the ones that control the media. The same people that own the pharmaceutical companies are intricately related with the media as well. And that's where they get a lot of their advertising from. These flu shots are literally, totally poison. And these women are miscarrying at a rate that you would you know... It should be front-page news, but it's not even talked about. In my area... I emailed that to my sheriff, who I met with for an hour and a half about this issue. And thank God, he's still on board. He emailed me back. He said, did you hear about the 80 kids in Collier County that got the wrong shot? They gave him the wrong shot on this day. And you know what else I found out that day? I had a patient call me. patient, and he said his boy, who also goes to middle school in Naples at Gulf Coast... Middle school in Naples, Florida. They had their flu shots that day and guess what? Guess who showed up to make sure the kiddies got escorted from their class to the injection site and back to the classroom? There was military there. Military in uniform. I don't know what branch. I I haven't heard from them yet on what branch, if it was National Guard or whoever it was. But they were military in military uniforms escorting the kids from the classroom to where they got their injections back. That's a fact, and they might be doing it. They they might have done it the next day. I haven't talked to them yet. This is what's going on. This is what they're preparing us for. Why are these flu shots so incredibly important to them? Well, if you go back and you listen to my other health alerts, hopefully, it will be abundantly clear to you what is going on here. (coughs) I I would avoid them. I would avoid it like the plague. Anyway, uh, which is probably going to start the plague eventually. So let's go further here regarding this. Um, they have a shortened rollout though for for V. Supposedly only four episodes. Now that again, I may not that may not be accurate right this second, but at the time of this writing, it was, um, and. Then they said they were going to only air four episodes and then shelve it until March of 2010. They say it's just an attempt to clear the way for their coverage of the Winter Olympics, even though there was no mention of it just until recently. Now, the plot lines I got from my contact at this TV station, there are only four episodes. And the last episode's 1124, which is coming up in nine days. Uh, You know, again, I'm not saying we're going to have disclosure. I'm not saying that But I'm saying a lot of things are going down right now, and there's a lot of posturing toward a lot of very draconian things. Then you have the the Copenhagen Summit coming up as well. So that's a whole other angle to look at here. Um, Going further, of course, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all planned to begin that way. Anyway, only a handful of episodes produced and scheduled to air during a very precise period for only a few weeks. Would you be surprised if that were the case? In any event, the last episode... Okay, now I'm sorry. This is we're going back now to uh Flash Forward. Okay, so the the other show that we're talking about where they black out for two minutes, seventeen seconds, and get a glimpse into their future in six months. Uh in any event the, the last episode of Flash Forward is called Believe and it's set to air on November nineteenth, which is coming up uh my word, in four days. And we got the last episode of V, which is coming up in nine days. They're both ending around the same time. Set to air on November nineteenth or shortly before the much-hyped given date for full scope full disclosure that was most recently bantered about. Now there there are groups out there like these exopolitics groups, and they're saying that full disclosure is going to come very soon. Now um, I'm going to read and I'm going to confirm that right now. The Nobel Peace Prize, which was given to Obama, even though he should be incarcerated, uh, the Nobel Priest Prize was an important step in giving the global legitimacy to President Obama in making an extraterrestrial disclosure announcement. Obama is therefore poised to play a prominent role in the increased global governance that will be necessary after extraterrestrial disclosure announcement. Because Obama, on a worldwide basis, I understand he has a really poor approval rating here right now, even though that's pretty much being suppressed as well to a certain extent, but worldwide people love him. Supposedly. Okay? For the most part. So, they give him the Nobel Peace Prize, then he's posed to play a prominent role in the increased global governance that will be necessary after an extraterrestrial disclosure announcement. The timing would most likely coincide sometime soon after his Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech on December 10th, 2009 in Oslo, Norway. Also the Copenhagen conference is from December 7th through 18th. So you got the you got the Nobel Peace Prize right smack dab in the middle of that. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to sit here and be a watchman and prepare you for what could be coming out. One way or another this scenario that we're presenting is going to happen. I believe the Lord's going to let it happen. It may not be in this exact time frame, but if it is, and I don't warn you, then I haven't done my job. So, there's even a web bot prediction for the same event to occur that day, too, and the link will take you to a pretty good level headed take on all of this. Still, he gives you a link there. Th- this article that I'm reading from is just l- links everywhere. You can click on different things and go further down that rabbit trail if you like. Still, you got to admit that this is some pretty in- interesting spiritual juxtaposition going on here. Finally... If starting up the CERN um, Hadron Collider opens up some doorway to a spiritual realm and that in turn pays the way for full disclosure event, then we should also expect to see Maitreya emerge on the world stage as well. I didn't know this guy knew about Maitreya, he does. And again, this is absolutely correct, and here's why. Why? Because Benjamin Krem, Maitreya's official spokesperson, admitted that the star that would herald in Matreya's appearance is actually for UFOs, and they're even connecting themselves to this entire alien UFO theme as well. Now, Matreya's website on Share International in the last week or so are reposting a lot of the same stuff they've been. But you know what it's all been about—the star sign. If you go up to his, if you go up to his um, website, ShareInternational.org, I believe. I think it's Share International. I don't know. You'll find it. Just key and share international. If you go up to his website right now, onto his homepage, you're going to see all these links to the star sign and this and that. They're really, 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 really heavily pumping the star thing now again. Now, they advertised on the History Channel, on the Discovery Channel, on Anderson Cooper 360, on Nancy Grace, on show after show on CNN. Rush Limbaugh even had a commercial on there. I'm not saying he advertised it, but it was on his advertising. And I did a whole teaching on this. And this was when Benjamin Krim went up on George Norrie and was telling George Norrie, you know, this star about the star sign and what they are four large, I believe they're five times the size of of your average football field, which would be about the same size as the space the spaceship that we see on V, on District 9, about five times the size of a football field. And supposedly all around the world they're seeing these what he refers to as star like luminaries in the sky and they appear differently. And they're at the bottom of these starships and they pulse and they've got you can go up on his website and they've got picture after picture after picture that people are sending in of this these different starships. They're in different quadrants of the Earth. Isn't that kind of funny because that's the same thing it sounds like they're kind of preparing us for with the with District 9 Huh, isn't that kind of weird? I wonder if there's any parallel there. Um, but Benjamin Krem admitted that the star would herald in Matreya's appearance and is actually made up of four UFOs, even though they're connecting themselves. So they're even connecting themselves to this entire alien UFO theme as well. Do you see how this could all potentially fit together? Um, as one lady informed me, um, she said, speaking of Maitreya, his October newsletter came out around 1030. Now, his November newsletter is already out. Now, this was, this was, um, 1030. Weird, And that, in what, if anything found in the recent newsletter was actually newsworthy for us. From the current newsletter, we read, Maitreya, this is Maitreya's newsletter, Maitreya, meanwhile, waits patiently for the day on which his face may be seen by all men. Hmm, it's funny. Now, with the blue beam technology, if they've got a way of projecting his face onto the bottom of these UFOs, okay, now, again, and all you have to do is broadcast that out on TV. The day is not far off. Already arrangements are being made for his, Matreya's initial interview. The first of many. Do not be surprised if the reactions to his statements are quiet and subdued have no doubt that in future appearances Maitreya will speak loudly and boldly for the suffering poor of the world, for an ending of war, for a world in which justice and sharing enfold men in their um, beneficent grace. Much, very much is expected of Maitreya, but few can realize the vast extent of his generosity of spirit. Come to know him and love him as a friend and as a teacher and willingly respond to his words. Maitreya will evoke from men their own hearts love for justice, sharing in peace, perennial jewels in the hearts of men. Give me a break. This is exactly how Anna is portraying herself on v This very soft-spoken, wonderful human-looking woman that is coming and willing to bring us free technology, they're willing to cure those that are incurable, heal all these manners of diseases, eliminate injustice. It's the same deal. But with the Illuminati and with Luciferian and Kabbalistic religions that they practice, they part of their religion is warning the impending warning of the impending doom that they're getting ready to unleash through overt means. In other words, V is very, very clear. Yes, they're coming one way, but in reality they're evil. They're coming here to essentially dominate us and to literally consume us as the as the storyline goes. And would that could that possibly be part of this Kabbalistic in this Luciferian part of their religion where they have to warn us of our impending doom. Because what it does is they love to feel empowered when they know that their victims are powerless. Okay, so something to think about there. So whether it's international... Um, okay, let's go further. Once again, these people who act and stand in opposition to our Lord, continue to support assumptions and claims we've been making for months now. No matter how off the wall they may seem to those in the dark, whether it's international scientists, politicians, NASA, Hollywood, or false Christ like Maitreya, in the end, we know they're all cut from the same cloth. The only question that remains is how they will all connect to one another and help to contribute to what Satan arrogantly assumes will be the easy path to the great deception. I agree. They're all cut from the same cloth. How all these dots are going to connect together, I'm just here to try to help you in that process. I'm not going to be dogmatic. It's got to go down this way. The Antichrist has to be this pro. I'm not here to do that. I'm just here to give you the information. You make up your own mind. But I tell you what, all we're seeing is confirmation of almost every single other thing I've reported in times past. And then he goes on to say, um, The only question remains is how they all connect the dots to help contribute to what Satan arrogantly seems to be an easy path of great deception. Then he goes on to say, Not on my watch. Lord, please use me and this simple blog in whatever way you deem appropriate and necessary. I am your humble servant. Send me to sound the alarm and to expose these people and their schemes for what they really are. Amen. Praise the Lord. Couldn't have sent it better myself. I totally agree um, with that. Now, I'm going to go ahead and end this part, and we're going to go to part three next.